You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand ghost of a chance? Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio podcast. Now, this is a special edition of From the Bleachers this week, the first ever Dudes Rock edition, joined by a special guest today, my buddy, my pal, my friend, Eagles Twitter's own, Ryan Jones. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Excited for this. It should be a, should be a fun time. Very blessed and honored. Thank you. You just said guys talking about nothing off limits, talking about guy stuff, sports. Guys being you know, dudes. Maybe some pop culture stuff, just, just guy stuff, as you know. Anyway, the one thing that we've been laughing at the most during training camp so far has nothing to do with the Eagles, actually. It's upstate, or up north, I should say, practicing in the swamps of New Jersey. Joe Judge and the New York Giants. Ryan, how, what are your feelings on new New York Giants head coach Joe Judge? Uh, the fact that they decided to, you know, hire Concussion Uncle himself is really just, you know, a testament to... Uh, yeah, it's just like a, it's a, a gift to us, I guess you could say. Recently, I followed a couple of the Giants uh, uh, reporters on Twitter, and I've just been getting my fill of whatever nonsense he's uh, he's got going the day because it literally it's every single day is a new is a new thing. Well, it's great. There's some ex Eagles beat writers that are now covering the Giants. You have Matt Lombardo, who I follow mm-hmm. on Twitter, and then Zach Rosenblatt, who's covered the Sixers and Eagles and Phillies, now doing Giants stuff. So I still see a lot of this stuff, and then also. You know, whenever something crazy happens, if one of us sees it, we'll send it to the other one. Yep. That type of stuff. And he just seems like already maybe the biggest donkey in the entire sport. It, he's such a Belichick knockoff that it hurts. You know, who do you think are like the dumbest coaches in the league in terms of just their demeanor and aesthetic? Adam Gase, who's not a who's not a Belichick guy, but right. I think he might be top one. Matt Patricia. I was that's who that's but who all, came to but mind. But also Belichick, guys. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm getting at. And now Joe Judge. I think the two most egregious things are the laps. <laughs> like that reminds me of being in fifth grade, my first ever football practice, CYO JV, you know, fat Lyman kid, and you know, you do your jumping jacks, you do your like ten push-ups that half the kids can't do, do your high step knees, and then the coach goes all right, take two laps. And then, like, there's always three kids in the front who are the wide receivers and deep backs. And it's yep. like a middle pack. And it's me on my line and buddies in the back just all in butt, like, winded already after 20 steps. He is the most, like, he should be a high school football coach. He's, yeah. he's, uh, like the coach in Friday Night Lights. It just doesn't fly with NFL players. Like, it's not, like, they're, like you said, they're not children. Like, this, this type of, like, rhetoric and, like, the no, uh, like, the taking the names off the jersey. Like, that's such a, like, that's, high school freshman yeah, football Yeah, that's thing. such a, like, football guy. Like, 
And then, I mean, the stuff that came out last night with uh, taking, like, the red shirt off of that's Danny Dyes. That's, like, the cri- – dude. Could you imagine if that happens today? Is, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. Let's say Thursday's practice tomorrow. Doug, before, you know, after practice says, well, tomorrow's practice, we're taking that red jersey off Wednesday. <laughs> letting, them, letting the boys play. Letting them hit. We would be we would be storming the Novacare complex. Well, we almost like, got hurt today already wearing yeah, the red shirt where Dillard got bull rushed by Joe Osman. I wish we had video of it. Yeah. Uh, I wish someone gra- – but sometimes as someone who's covered the Eagles in training camp, sometimes you're – you can only really record the warm-ups. Right, yeah, I've heard, uh, yeah. Stuff like that, I've heard that individual before. drills. But for in like the actual, you know, 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11, seven, 11, 11, they're like no pictures, no film, no no whatever. But that's something I wish we had, and I think Dillard's an entire different conversation. Yeah, we're we can go, we can go full. We're, we're big team worried, big team, you know, bet the house on Peter starting left tackle in week one. But again, yeah. that's another discussion. Joe Judge really reminds me of this coach I had in grade school. His name was Coach Bruce. Uh, obviously, was the offensive and defensive lineman coach. So, like, you had the just, one, you had the one coach who did like the offense and the quarterbacks and the running backs and D backs, and the other guy who did like the tight ends and the linebackers, and then just this, this big angry South Philly Italian guy, which is <laughs> coaching the hog mollies, coach, coaching the big hogs, the big boys, <laughs> Buffalo offense, having just the holding that bag and just like crushing the kids off the line, like really like getting his like rocks off. On doing that, and it's weird. So, what is his background? He's he in, he's an offensive minded coach, right? Uh, Joe Judge yeah. was the special teams special coach teams in uh, in in New England, yeah. which like I don't know. I think that was a uh, I think that was Harbaugh's uh, like John Harbaugh's. Uh, yeah, and he also did the thing that separates him a bit is besides just the pure intangibles that made him an unbelievable coach. He did coach D backs for a period right, while he okay. was in Philadelphia, but was primarily known for a special teams coach like that never happens it yeah. just so happened though i guess it's akin a little bit to where at a certain point the reed coaching tree became so strong that it yeah. made sense to hire him and you know i don't know what the last successful belichick assistant is out there dude I, it's like the literally you just brought up the reed one like the worst andy disciple is like better than like the best like brad like, childress made the playoffs before yeah. you know what i mean i don't know when's uh i guess mangini <laughs> But yeah. not even did they even make the playoffs? I know they beat and then, well uh, a couple what's years. What's the? Uh, I mean, it's certainly too quick to say that he's good yet. But Brian Flores, okay, in Miami, he seems like, he a seems like coach yeah, like he seems like the guys like play hard for him and stuff. But like again, like that's like a coach with like a six and ten like record on his resume, and we're t- we're discussing him as like potentially being the best. Uh, like very Brett Brown esque. Well, yeah. the team was supposed to lose. Win two right, games yeah. and they won six or five. Right. And it's like a coach of the year, <laughs> right there. Yeah, it's the the Belichick tree is just is just crazy. And then we're we're only a few years away from uh from from his son Stevie. Yeah, Stevie, Stevie. Belichick. I just love that the he douche was mullet. <laughs> I have like I've discussed this in podcasts before. A lot of my college friends are from Massachusetts, New England, Connecticut. You get what I'm saying. Like, once in a while, I'll just text a random one. He goes, do you know who the safeties coach is? I don't know what his position now is, but during the Super Bowl, yeah, safeties coach uh, Steve Belichick. Uh, talk, that's some Brian Colangelo-esque nepotism right yeah. there. But I don't know how long his contract is, but how long do you envision Joe Judge staying in power, or in place, I should say, since he doesn't have front office control in New York? The Maras seem old school, but they don't seem like Dumb. Do you know what I mean? They seem right. very functional organization, have a long-standing record of success. 
but still old school in a way. So I know our friend Noah Becker had tweeted, he, we need to give him a minimum six or seven years to figure yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you got to like, you got to sign Daniel Jones that second contract and yeah. see if that works out. Maybe five, six, seven, eight years down the line, you could reevaluate Joe Judge's program. He, he needs, need to get him on the, the Brett Brown pathway. Of, you know, <laughs> let's, he's, it's too early to evaluate him. The games don't mean anything right now. That's let's see right. where he's looking like four or five years down the line when he gets some good players. He's building. He's, he's building. building. I love what they're building up there. Yeah, man. The, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a coach that is just, like, I'm so certain he's going to be a disaster. Like, it's, I can't really put it into words. Like, he has, like, a definite shot to, like, be, like, one and done, which is, yeah, like, oh super hard to, like, do almost in the NFL. You know what I mean? Because. Especially for the first time head coach. Not just, right. like, Chip was one and done in San Fran, but that's still right. as a retread, as a new hire to go one and done. Because. All of the stuff that he's doing, like I said, the no names thing, like that, and who's who knows if he's going to actually do this this thing with the red shirt with Daniel Jones. All of it, the running the laps, everything like that. It's one of those things that like winning cures all. Sure, if you're doing that and losing, and you can just like the New York media is just going to have like an absolute like bonanza field day with this guy if he like if it if it starts going bad like and the Giants have a really tough schedule to open up the year. I love like, that Judge is 38, and there's just I feel like sometimes it's really hard for a younger coach, and in terms of not just experience but age. To garner respect from the players, it seemed we've seen it with Sean McVay, where he's had some success there. Not not the most success in the in the NFL, but some success right there. Right. But to go such a hard, become such a hardo that early, if they go down 0-3. like let me read, yeah, let me read, yeah, schedule. So like, start off they uh, they start off against the Steelers, who are obviously going to be like much better this year. With and they were ben still back. pretty competent. Yeah, Thomas, eight and eight. Like, a great yeah. coach. Uh, so it's Steelers, Bears. Niners, Rams, Cowboys, Washington, the Birds, Bucks, Washington, the Birds, Bengals, Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, Ravens, Cowboys. Like that start, those first five games are not like we're looking at one in fifteen. You can, you can, yeah, you could be like they could be one in four to start the like. Well, now I'm a little bit worried. They're getting in Trevor Lawrence territory, right? So yeah, fall, it's like one of those fall things. backwards into Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or something like that. You want them to win two against like Washington, so you gotta, basically. You get the Washington like, wins, and then Washington's committed yeah, to the Bengals. Dwayne so, yeah, Haskins yeah. long term. Dwayne Haskins is the guy. I think. I think Dwayne Haskins and and Daniel Jones guaranteed second contracts i think they need to give yeah. those guys need to be setting the market at 40 50 million dollars a year <laughs> don't want to say anything about ron Rivera, who i think that was actually a good hire for them because right i know yeah. he's had some difficulties right now with uh cancer yeah. diagnosis wish but him wish him well wish him swift recovery former eagles linebacker coach but uh, you know just to talk about him real quick i thought that that was a great hire for them in the sense that he brings stability and confidence that they've really haven't had since yeah. like the Gibbs era the and first on time a, around. And on like a get you know, I'm I'm always and forever a like I think that like the best tr- the best path forward is to hire a good offensive mind as your head coach. But I will say in a situation like that where they have just been so disaster ridden for so long and just such a top to bottom like mess on a game by game basis, he's a leader. He's a guy who will make them like tougher to deal with on a game-by-game basis they're good defense like i said a bit more like structure and stability i think that he is like a you know 
a good hire. Yeah, their defense wasn't bad t- right. last year either. I think they had some success against the Bulls. And now you add Chase Young into the mix. So, do you know what side of the ball? Does Chase Young's side lights slide up on one side of the ball? So, uh, yeah, I think that he's going to be like on the, uh, like, he'll be, you know, against like left tackles and then Kerrigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andre Dillard and Kerrigan and is like Young. the one is like one guy who is always like I've like been like banging the tables about it, that he's like underrated forever because he's like one of the few guys that gives Lane like a good amount of trouble. You know what I mean? We definitely have Sixers killers and Phillies killers yes, and Flyers yeah. killers, but there really aren't that many Eagles killers. Larry Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald yeah. number one. Besides like the one off performances where you had right. who was that Titans receiver that one off crazy that one time? Do you know uh, Corey Davis? Corey, no, it's a. Uh, in 2007. Oh, you talk. Oh, uh, Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills. Kenny yeah, Stills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about. The, well, that's an entire. Yeah. I was there for that. I've talked. <laughs> we about don't want to. We don't want to get back yeah. into that. Yeah, Nashville 2018 <laughs> never happens. But that seems like the one guy. Even though they haven't even had you know a gigantic amount of success against the Birds, still someone who scares me in the lines up there. It almost feels a little Strahan McNabb esque or Strahan. John Runyas, who's still one of the better tackles in the league. Obviously, right. I think Lane is the best right tackle in the league, but still, scary time to go up against him. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Let's keep on with the NFC East Cogent Crowd. We have all three new hires in the other teams, which to a degree, I think it's been overstated. Like, oh, they don't have a real offseason, all of that. But at the same time, that first offseason with a new coach is so integral for how the process begins. You know what I mean? Doug Peterson was there very early on, even though they kind of fell backwards into them where he wasn't their first choice. Him being there all along on the same page with Howie, going through the draft, getting once early, progressing with him, that if it wasn't for that... We might not be in the position right now. Right. We might not be talking about Super Bowl 52 the way we do. But Mike Holmgren, not Mike Holmgren, Mike McCarthy. Has not another football guy. Another football guy. Oh, good coaching trick. Yeah. Uh, but Super Bowl win. Long time ago, though. Think overrated. A little bit of a fake tough guy who played with the most talented quarterback ever. Prima Holmes, at least, and wore out his welcome with him, though Rodgers certainly isn't the most or the easiest guy to get along with. Right. Him, but still worrisome at the Ask same his time. family. Oh, my. That's, that's like, we need a 30 for 30 <laughs> yeah. retrospective, like a Tyler Tynes Ringer documentary style podcast on the Rodgers family. But we're taking McCarthy down there. I'm not excited to see Dallas this year because I think that they are going to be like really good. I think their offense last year was very good, and it's they led the league in yards per play. Yards right? per play, yeah. Like you just uh, you know said with like the new coach coming in, they do still have Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator, and like now I know that Jason Garrett wasn't calling plays or anything like that, but he you know he's the head coach, he still has his like his tentacles, yeah. uh, you know, you know, like last year Dallas was the uh, Dallas was eight and eight last year, and they were the 
they had the best point differential ever of a team that was like uh, that didn't make the playoffs, which is like Prime that that candidate. yeah that is like clear uh, twenty sixteen clear almost right. It's like a clear sign of co- like a coaching issue. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's like situational football not going away. Right. I'm I don't nervous. Wanna, I'm nervous. Yeah, I think, I think that they're going to be really you good. Know, like at I, a certain point. Uh, I don't know why we were scared to say like Dak is really good. Dak is just think, very good. Yeah, yeah I, like I he a, is. <laughs> we were talking with a buddy uh, last week going to watch the Flowers in my buddy's house last week, uh, being the clinched against the Habs. And it was like, oh, who's like your top quarterbacks? And we let it off. I think I had the you know, Wentz 7, Dak 8. Yeah. You know I mean, he's he's right, right in the middle. Yeah. I'm obviously riding with Wentz. I mean, Dak was and, better than Wentz was last year. Yeah, for an- sure. analytically one of the best in the game. Yeah. And you add one of those heartbreaking situations where we obviously all love CD Lamb. We thought, yeah. you know, the Eagles haven't had a receiver like that since, you know, that brief 0-4 season. And, you know, it's not, a, it's not a franchise rich with wide receiver talent. It seemed like to get a guy that early. Now we all love Jalen Rager now. Right, yeah. Doing great beast, camp. But... We can talk a little bit about camp later. But you have three legitimate targets down there, and even because Gallup is very good. He's very, I think yeah, he's like he. I mean, they're gonna have all three of those guys in the field at the same time. Absolutely, gonna yeah. Like they're gonna run special. eleven, all you know, a good amount, and yeah, we we got Darius Slay to stop Amari, and then we didn't realize they're getting CD, and then yeah. Gallup's still there, and you have Avante Maddox out there who seems to be getting lit up in training camp right now. You an Avante guy? I like him at safety. Not, yeah, not, I, I think that like as uh, I liked him at safety and I liked him at nickel. Unfortunately, he is like going to be yeah he's playing not, the outside he's now. Not, he, he went or like a third safety kind of free will and all over the place. I like him in that role, like a Corey Grant. I mean, he's role. like legit. Like uh, as short. as Z Burn would say, he has natural leverage. Like he is five nine with like shorter arms. Like he like is not like that is not normal corner size at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I just think we're teams. You can where, blanket when you're that size. You can like blanket a guy, but they can just still catch it because they the just ball, like can't <laughs> jump over yeah. to like over their torso. But McCarthy doesn't really scare me like in a vacuum. But that team is still there. Cal Moore was a good point. Right. Uh, ideally, he gets hired somewhere else next year and gets him out of the division. That would be fantastic. That's ideal. Yeah. Um, hopefully, an AFC team. I think he's a brilliant football mind. Yeah, he's re- yeah really good. But otherwise, Joe Judge. So lifetime uh, contract, yeah. That's uh, that's Ron how stability, yeah. but uh, high floor, low ceiling. We'll say, yeah. It's still I not think scary. That's... As long as Dan Sanders in power, they will never scare me. All right. And Dallas, a little scary. It's going to be a good season. Yeah. You go. It's the old adage, Wally. Just go five and one. You know, yeah. You five and one, and you win the division. Well, and that's definitely yeah. That's certainly and certainly in the realm of possibilities for sure. Yeah, and the Eagles' schedule is a little tough. They catch uh, yeah, the, that three week stretch at the end of the year. That's killer. Uh, with New Orleans and Green Bay, Ireland, you have Pittsburgh and San Fran and Baltimore. If this season goes on as planned, right? But we have the best quarterback. Well, I would say best quarterback coaching pair in the division. Yep. Maybe in the conference, if Shanahan, but Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G. Is like- you have you know Pete's on an offensive money coach, even though they have Russ. Yeah, Pete is Pete's an interesting thing because like, and especially because they just smash us every. Time. I can criticize Pete Carroll because I just if can't, I, but can't. but let me put it to you this way: if I were a Seahawks fan, he would drive me f-ing insane, oh, and yeah. I would I would be like leading the like Pete out banners if I were a Seahawks fan and because Schottenheimer doesn't help. Because, well, that's right, but. The way he 
wants to he thinks that he still has like the legion of boon boom oh, basically and like doesn't realize how good ross is so that's a don't want to get on a full tangent there yeah they definitely need to run the ball more i think the, yeah the more you yeah. can take the ball out of russell Wilson's that's hand, right yeah you know because he's not a good leader he's not accurate he's not mobile he can't throw well on the run agreed pete you might need to bench that guy when you really yeah, think about right. it or trade him to an afc team is there a gino what i could be i, I was th- think trying to think who they're uh backup quarterback was i think they might uh, do they have gino i think it might be G- i could be wrong about that but i it's not still Tavares jackson <laughs> no <laughs> any training camp thoughts i i know if, if you are an eagles reporter or writer and you write something about jalen rager i am going to read it and i'm going to love it i cannot get enough i'm all in I was like high on the pick, like when it happened, and everything that I've seen, read, and heard has just furthered that point. So that's probably number one. And I think we would be remiss if we didn't if we didn't bring up the the J Jaw thing, right? Like yeah. I don't know, like I, how it's to almost approach like you don't, it. It's like yeah. you don't want to jinx it. Like I'm not talking about right. it. It reminds me of that 2017 Aguilar season where some of the beat writers were like, "Hey oh, man, so like, this has a different like, energy, has a different yeah. vibe for him." and seemed like the fan base wasn't saying anything about him. And in the back of my head, I was like, this guy sucks. But yeah. something just seems different. And, you know, Aguilar, you know, had some success in 18 and 19, even though irritated every Eagles fan out there. But, you know, if Jay Jaw just strikes lightning on a bottle once and has, you know, an Aguilar season, an Aguilar Super Bowl performance in his career, hey. save that pick, right? Yeah. Especially when you blow your first round pick that year on Le- the trade. Oh, man. Like Jim, uh, Jimmy or Jimmy Kemsky, I guess I should say. Of uh, BGN Radio. Yes, of BGN Radio. That's correct. Like he, his tweet. If if you read this at some point last year, you would be like, "Come on, like what are you, are you yanking my chain here?" Let me read this. JJ Ortega Whiteside with the best catch of camp so far. IMO. He reached back with one hand on a Wentz heater. Should emphasize that part. Talking about the heater. Didn't get it cleanly initially, but gathered it while toe tapping in the back of the end zone. If you read that last year, you'd be like, nah, come on. Like, Ortega, like, what? like, what? So, Aaron Moorhead, the next GOAT? I mean, listen. Well, you're, I mean, you're judged on... The wide right, receiver the, coach the, is yeah, like defense the dark arts Defense against the dark arts, exactly. Like, he, you know, and you're judged uh, based on your, your peers and your, you know what I mean, counterparts and stuff. So, I think it's safe to say that there is high hope for him, for sure. Definitely better than a, uh, than a Gunter Brewer. The one thing I read today, I don't know if it's today or yesterday, was that I think we were a little worried at first that they were having Rager play in multiple positions. We're like, oh, he's not going to be able to like... The way Ortega Whiteside seemed to struggle to play multiple yeah. positions at once, they kind of spun it as a positive in that he's playing multiple positions because they want him on the field as much as right. possible. And just he is... I think a gadget player has a negative connotation. Right. Sure. You think of like a like Tavon Austin, Austin but you, you don't think of like... In a very obvious situation, right? But more, I guess, Swiss Army knife would right. be a better way to say. Like Tyree Kill is a gadget player, exactly. In, in the same, way. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. w- so it's obviously not a negative in that yeah, sense. Line up on everywhere field, on the, could line up everywhere on the field. And I don't want to get too crazy high expectations for a rookie, but the Eagles wide receiver core isn't great. We don't know when, if Alshon Jeffrey will ever be back in an Eagles uniform again. He's going to be in there from day one, and you know, they, they're going to rely on him. The snaps are there for the yeah, taking. absolutely. The targets are there for the taking. Uh, to your point about them lining him up in different positions as well, uh, you know, playing him at X and Z uh, and the like, that also is uh, 
let's say Deshaun goes down, I don't think that's we'd have to think about so that. So by you know like couple, yeah, couple yeah. snaps in the week one, right? If I every Eagle fan listening to this, if I told you that Deshaun is going to play. 11 games this year. Shake my hand on it right now. I'll take it. You, take would, sh- you would literally oh, shake my, my hand. In a- <laughs> Cut open my wrist and beat it onto yours. Yes, exactly. So with that being said, Rager brings the speed uh, that you want. Uh, you know, he, So he could fill in for Deshaun playing that uh, that role as well. So, and that's, I, I think that's nothing but a positive. Obviously, my dream is to see them together on the field, obviously. But with that being said, you want to be smart. I'm not sure if cautious is the word, but just realistic that yeah, Sean realistic. is not going to play 16 games. We all we almost all know that. Yeah. So having a guy with speed explosiveness uh, to step into his position that's Yak not... Ability. Right, exactly. It's just absolutely a good thing. And if he's playing the X or in the slaughter ball, he doesn't play small. No, he's physical. He's like, he can yeah. go up and get the ball despite his size. Yep. Kind of feel It's weird to say a guy... Because I think people like view him as like, oh, just sp- speed guys are small. Speed guys right. can only run in the straight line. Speed guys have to do this specific thing. But I think he's way more versatile than he's giving credit for. Maybe playing at TCU hampers that we've all, you know, crapped on. The- <laughs> I don't, know that. I don't, we know don't that even know his name. I feel so bad for him. The pre-draft process is really like, well, like, Jim, like, like on TV, his stats were good. Yeah, his quarterback sucked. Imagine that worst. guy's parents watching the draft. And the, be worst, like, the worst guy. Yeah. I feel so bad for him in the same way, but... You know, watching yeah. tape, you know, we're big tape guys, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, didn't seem great. But to close things up, glad we have Joe Judge in the division. That's right. Optimistic on Jalen Prager. Cautiously, cautiously optimistic yeah. on Ortega Whiteside. But hey, if he's just a red zone target, you go down there and he doesn't play another snaps. Otherwise, you go down there, run your 12 personnel, have Rager, or maybe if Jeffrey's back in. You have Ortega Whiteside and Rager, and then two tight ends. Miles yeah. Sanders, Bo Scott, always threats out of the backfield. You know, Carson Wentz, maybe the best red zone quarterback in the game. Yeah. This, right, it would score, score some effing points. Like, if he were, I think that, uh, and like our, our boy Noah said this as well, like, if he's like a wide receiver four, like, after his, this like I'm all in. That's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. That wraps things up for today. If you're not subscribing already to my. Subscription newsletter, what are, you, what are you doing? Patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. The From Broad Street with Love newsletter, just $2 per month. Newsletter every Monday through Friday morning. Talking Sixers, talking Eagles, now talking Flyers and Phillies. And follow me as always on Twitter at Seamus underscore Clancy. Ryan, where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan, uh, Ryan J underscore underscore. That's R-Y-N-E-J under, and then two underscores. Cool spelling. Yeah. All right, guys and gals, however you identify yourself, go birds. Go birds. Haunted by you.